triangle, right? I'm, th I'm figuring it out. The voice of reason, the, the solid holds it down, it's the beige rage, and the agitator. And the agitator. The breakfast club. Everyone just kept telling me to prep for this. One word to describe the breakfast club would be black. Impact in the culture. People watch the breakfast club for like news and really be tuned in, man. I don't even know what to call this breakfast club. It's like brunch. Envy, yee. And Charlemagne. Wake that ass up, get out of bed, and listen to the Breakfast Club. I'm waking up. Good morning, USA. Oh. Hey, ma'am. What up, Yee? What up, ma'am? It's Tuesday. It's 420. It is 420. I know a lot of you, you guys are starting early. I guess Charlemagne did because he's running a little late. <laughs> Maybe that is the reason why. Yeah, because it's 420 today. What does that mean today for you? Uh, for myself, mm -hmm. it, it means absolutely nothing. I have five kids, and today there's a lot going on. You know what I had to do yesterday? My son is into soccer, right? Put a hat on, bro. Uh, my son is in the, in the soccer. <laughs> And what? I don't be lying about my life like you with your bitch. I, I didn't you say see that you me? Lied. I got the receding hairline. I ain't got no haircut. <laughs> you put Adam you know what I'm saying? My black effect hats in the back. Goodness I'm going to go gracious. put one on. I'm about to go get one for you. But at least I'm not in here with dye on my face. I ain't got no dye on my face. You're a liar. You're a liar. Anyway, my son is into soccer, and I don't know anything about soccer. I never, I never really played soccer. I was never into it as a child. Uh, growing up in Queens, my, my mother tried to put me in soccer. The coach was Haitian. All he spoke was French, and I had no idea what he was saying. So I got out of it fast, and I wish I would have stayed a little longer. So I'm trying to learn soccer to be able to at least teach myself. I don't even know how to kick the ball. Hold right on, so right. the point of this story was about you? I thought you were to tell us a story about your son. No, I'm trying to learn to <laughs> teach him how to play soccer. That's what I'm saying. I'm trying to learn oh, soccer so I'm I can like, teach what? him. But it's not that easy. Yeah, I don't know if you kick the ball with your toe or you kick it with the side. Does anybody know in here? I don't play soccer. You non-athletic people here. Nick, decide. Okay, so you kick it with this. See, I'm trying to learn. So I'm, I've been watching. How you going to call us non-athletic, but you don't know what the hell you talking about. <laughs> you the one asking questions. You're right. This guy here, man. Why are you late, man? It's 420. Did you smoke this morning? No. Did you take an edible Today, last night? I did take an edible last yeah, night, but early, though. After I worked out. But listen, um, happy born day to my man, Killer Mike. Drop on the clues bombs with Killer Mike. Happy birthday, okay. Killer Mike. See me, see me repping for my guy this morning. There you go. One of the greatest black men I ever know. He's happy today is his born day on 420. And he's a smoker. Mm -hmm. That's right. Salute to Shea Bigger, too. His beautiful wife, so. Salute to the Rendis. Happy born day. Now, what are you doing today, Yee? I know you're a smoker. We watching Versus tonight. Man? Yes, of course we're watching Method Man and Red Man Versus tonight. Mm-hmm. I have some stuff here. <laughs> yeah, I have some stuff. kind of. You said <laughs> I might get started this morning. It is 420. Oh, okay. Let's get into it. All right. Well, we at work. We ain't doing that in here. All right. Well, let's get the show cracking. Now, uh, who's joining us this morning? Oh, um, uh, Kadeen. Uh, Kadeen and uh, Deval. Oh, Deval and Kadeen. Deval and Kadeen yes. Ellis will be joining us. From the Ellis's. Yes. From the Deadass Podcast. Yeah, we'll be kicking with them. And also, Burner. Burner will be joining us. Anybody from the West Coast, Burner, of course, he owns the Cookies brand. So we'll be talking and to Burner. And he's an artist. Yeah, he's a rapper of as well. He signed to Wiz Khalifa. I think he's still signed to Wiz Khalifa. Tell the gang. Yep. All right. Well, let's get the show cracking. Front page news. What are we talking about? Man, there's a lot to talk about this morning. Let's talk about the COVID-19 vaccine and some of these uh, schools that you will be required to get the vaccine yeah. at. Also, I saw today, that. 
the Derek Chauvin trial. Uh, they started deliberations yesterday, so we'll give you some updates. Play that young thug in Gunner, man. Play Ski. I want to hear good times, man. Styles P. But they don't even have it in the system. How crazy is that? They well, don't have I get high in the system. Jesus Christ. Well, do we have Ski in the system? No. No, we don't Probably have Ski not. in the system either. Lord have mercy. Well, tell me what the show was supposed to start off with. What Roddy Richard... Uh, pop, pop smoke. smoke. Pop smoke. Okay. I'm about to say pop smoke. I say what Roddy Richard pop smoke record. They got how high red man. Nothing. Nothing is 420. Damn it. Nothing at all. No well, guys. I, I see Al Green, but I don't even know why Al Green's in there. Al Green. Ah, right, there we go. Yes, it is. There okay. go. We got some. What yeah. is that? It's how high. I personally okay. like Al Green. Steve J M V Angela Yee, Charlemagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting here? Well, in Atlanta, the largest private colleges and universities have announced they will require students to get the COVID-19 vaccine if you want to be on campus for the fall semester. At Emory, which is the state's largest private university with about 15,000 students, they said widespread vaccinations are crucial to a full return to campus. In addition, Clark Atlanta University, Morehouse College, Morehouse School of Medicine, and Spelman College, which have more than 8,000 students combined, have also said you have to get the COVID-19 vaccine. Well, they can do that. They're private institutions. Yeah. They set the rules. Mm-hmm. Not mad at that. You know, a lot of a lot of employers right now are also struggling over whether or not they should make you have to get the vaccine. So I'm, employers can require that, but they must provide reasonable accommodations for those who cannot be inoculated for sincerely have religious beliefs or for medical reasons. Yeah, and I wonder what the rules are for that, right? Because what if your uh, job did not make you have to get vaccines before? You know what I mean? If it, was, if it was optional before, how can you make it mandatory now for this one? I mean, I guess they can because colleges can do it as well. And you see, I don't know if you if you got it, but on the clear app, when you go to the airport, they have this thing for vaccinations now that they'll start. Your vaccinations have to be through your clear. So when you go through the airport, it'll automatically post on your app. Oh, whether you're vaccinated in there? Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh- all right, now let's talk about the Derek Chauvin murder trial. You know, yesterday they did hear about five hours of closing arguments from prosecutors and the former police officer's defense attorney. And the jury actually got started. I think they deliberated between about 5 to 9 p.m. and they start again today. So we will see what happens now. People are talking about Maxine Waters' comments. And Republicans are saying that she is trying to incite some type of riot. Oh, knock it off. By the way, she didn't say anything about violence, but listen to what she did say. I am very hopeful, and I hope uh, that we're going to get a verdict that to say guilty, guilty, guilty. And if we don't, we, got, we cannot go away. And not just manslaughter, right? I mean... Oh, no, not manslaughter. No, no, no. This is, this is guilty for murder. Congressman, what happens if we do not go... Get what you just told. What should the people do? What should protesters on the street do? Well, we, we gotta stay on the street, uh, and we've got to get more active. We've got to get more confrontational. We've got to make sure that they they know that we mean business. Well, here's the thing. I mean, if Donald Trump would have said something like that, they would have been on his ass, too. So I understand. Why? Because he said confrontational? Yeah, because she said confrontational. But, I mean, truth to the matter is you got to look at somebody like Maxine Waters, right? She's 82 years old. So imagine what her triggers and her traumas are. She actually lived through the civil rights era. When you see a situation like this, when you realize things have not really changed at all, for her to say, yes, we got to be more confrontational, we got to stay in the street, that didn't sound like violence to me. That just sounded like keep the pressure on when it comes to protests. And, and by she's the way, always been an advocate of nonviolence too. Yeah, and I mean, listen, I, I can't trust any of those people to know what a riot is because they didn't act like we had an attempted coup on January 6th. 
They don't. They don't know what. They don't know what actual violence is. <laughs> they don't know what an actual riot is. They treated that like it was just a bunch of kids wilding at spring break in Florida. So knock it off. Well, according to the defense attorney Nelson, he told the judge that Maxine Waters' statements can reasonably interpreted to be threats against the sanctity of the jury process. Oh, and the boy. judge responded that Maxine Waters may have given you something on appeal that may result in this whole trial being overturned. Oh, I wish elected officials would stop talking about this case especially in a manner that is disrespectful to the rule of law and to the judicial branch in our function. I think if they want to give their opinions, they should do so in a respectful and in a manner that is consistent with their oath to the Constitution. A congresswoman's opinion really doesn't matter a whole lot. Anyway, so motion for mistrial is denied. Yeah, they're saying because of her influence, it could, it could intimidate uh, the jury. And that's something Aren't that they could, sequestered though? Shouldn't they be not paying attention to anything that's going on in the media? They should be. It's impossible, and they got to stop that lie. <laughs> They're like, don't watch TV. But what about social media? What about having your smartphone? Unless you're taking these people and putting them in a bubble that's even tighter than it's quarantine impossible. during this trial, it's impossible, it's man. Impossible. These people saw the video before they even, you know, became jurors. Like, come on, stop. It's impossible. All right. Well, that is your front page news. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, phone lines are wide open. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. It's Jack Society. Good morning, Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Okay, first of all, y'all know it's my favorite holiday today, right? Why is that? Why is that? Because it's 420. What you mean? All you do, you smoking garbage. You smoking garbage. You ain't got nothing exotic. You ain't got nothing high grade. This is considered a holiday. Let me tell you something. Don't come for me on this holiday, okay? (laughs) Society always coming correct every 420 and every day after. Okay. What we we smoking on? Okay, so this morning we smoking on some strawberry banana gelato. And then and then for this evening we have a plethora of just different strangers sitting on the table ready for four twenty PM tonight. It's going down. Congratulations. Going down. Are you watching the, are you gonna watch the Method Man Red Man versus tonight? You know what? I, I'm not even gonna lie. I was not a big messy red fan. Please don't, please don't assassinate me. Like I, nah, I, I get it. But I wasn't a big fan. I'm, I'm from Chicago. You know, I wasn't really, that wasn't really who I was listening to. I, I get it. I get it. I get it. But I also want to shout out my my mother-in-law, the first lady Irma. It's her birthday today. She don't smoke, but she she needs to for me today. But I want to shout out her today because it's her birthday. <laughs> And let everybody know to follow the High Society on Instagram. Okay. All right. Yes, Mama. ma'am. Right. Have a good day. Hello, you and Irma. Hey, this is B. How you? Do- how y'all doing? What's up, Peace. C? Get it off your chest. All right. So I am a financial educator, and I love what y'all are doing uh, when it comes to uplifting our communities uh, financially with Angela Yee, your Wealth Wednesdays, and DJ Envy. Um, all the things that you and your partner are doing with real estate. And Charlemagne, I, I like how you always try to under, make people understand that you got to start where you are. And when I'm teaching people, I always try to meet people where they are. I think last week you said something about savings is a luxury for some people. Um, That's right. Yeah. And 
I think that that is a shame. But yeah, it's real important that we gotta we gotta teach people from where they are. Um, I haven't been able to get in front of a lot of people and teach um, a lot, so I started actually a YouTube channel to kind of help people um, mm-hmm. from where they are. If you go to Google and type in either Google or YouTube and type in hashtag wealthy for real, you can find my YouTube and just meeting people where they are, basic financial concepts. Where you from? Uh, I'm from Houston. You're from Houston. Okay. Hit me in the DM. We're always looking for people to, to, to talk when we come to these different cities to talk about different financial things. You know, uh, season and I, we do the real estate part, but we always look for partners that teach other things. Like, for instance, you know, whether it's stocks or it's savings or it's it's bank notes or whatever it may be. We always look for people that, you know, that know those things because I don't. So it, it's we try to give people as much knowledge as possible. I know this this weekend we're in Orlando doing real estate, but we all come into Houston and would love to see if we could possibly do something together. Yeah, for sure. I will. I'll do that. All right. Do that now. All right. Thank you. All All right. I love when people talk about, you know, teaching people about financial literacy and trying to teach people how to do different things. A lot of these things we didn't learn. My parents didn't teach me. I don't know if your parents taught you guys, but you just had to figure it out on your own. So the fact that, you know, people are, are successful and able to teach people is, is always a great thing. Get it off your chest, 800-585-1051. And on a side note, if you're ever looking for that knowledge, EYL, shout to EYL, Earn Your Leisure. Their podcast, every week they do somebody different in a different field of financial literacy, whether it's vending machines, it's real estate, it's stocks, it's whatever. Check out their podcast. Shout out to those That's brothers. right. You can listen to their podcast on the Black Effect iHeartRadio Podcast Network. There you go. And you can also go to my website, TeamWealthWednesdays.com, to take the pledge. We have a lot of free resources on there also when it comes to fixing up your credit, buying a home, student loans, all of those things, empowering yourself. There you go. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. I'm dialing. I'm dialing. Hey, what you doing, man? I'm dialing. I'm calling you. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's there? Yo, it's Nick G from Michigan. How y'all doing, man? Nick G, what's up? Get it off your chest. Man, look, Envy, man, I got a question for you. Yes. Man, how do we tr- get, get get you to let us perform at your car show? Um, Pretty simple. It's not going to happen. Never? Now, you know, I don't really have performances at the car show. I, it's not, the, the car show is not based on performances. Uh, it's based on family fun day. So it's there to, you know, we, we play music and uh, every once in a while a celebrity will come and they'll do a song or two. But it's not about that. It's about coming there, enjoying time with your family, checking out the cars. There's rides and stuff fire. to do for kids. There's, you know, jumpies. There's video games. It's more of a family fun day. Different foods different vendors, so it ain't about performances, you know. Like I said, yes, a lot of times artists do come and perform, and, you know, usually they're signed and they have music that people know, so, but we don't re- just have yeah. just performers on there. We just, just don't do All that. All right. Well, I respect that, man, but, Pete, my boy Ajax Sax is dropping his newest video today for a 420 day. It's called The Rapid. I really want y'all to check it out. Follow him on all platforms at Ajax Stacks, A-J-A-X Stacks. And then uh, follow myself. I'm going to be posting a video right now at Married with Children with two L's. And I appreciate you, Envy Man, for real. All right, bro. 
And don't forget yeah, the car show is July 3rd in Atlanta. So spend 4th of July weekend with me. Family, fun day, tickets offline. And I'm so appreciative and grateful for that. But July 3rd is the car show in Atlanta. It's going to be amazing. Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Jasmine. Hey, Jasmine. Get it off Good morning, chest. Jasmine. Hey, Jazz. Good morning, guys. I actually have a question for Charlemagne about forgiveness. Um, so it's kind of a heavy topic. On the um, New Year's Day of this year, my fiancé committed suicide. Damn. And um, his mother, who I had a good relationship with, started blaming me to anyone who would listen. She actually excluded me and our children, because we have two kids together, from his service. We actually weren't even able to go. Um, how do I begin to start forgiving her? I try to pray about it, but how do you how do you start to forgive somebody who deeply hurt you and um, you just like it's like you just don't have it in your heart to forgive them? Like you, it's you, like a conflict I'm going through right now. You you got to treat her the same way you know you you treated you treated your man who left you. You know what I'm saying you got to understand that she she's dealing with a lot of hurt. She's dealing with a lot of trauma. She's dealing with a lot of pain. So a lot of her moves right now are just emotional. You know what I mean? Like she's looking for somebody to blame because nobody ever understands when a loved one commits suicide. We always try to wrap our minds around why it happened. You know what you could have done. So she's just looking for somebody to blame. So you can't even really, you can't even really hold that against her right now. Okay. I don't. I don't. I don't think so anyway. Yeah, it's just it's hard. I'm like I just I just felt I felt so like I don't know that we weren't able to go to his service. And it's all hurt. That, you know our children and stuff. You know they they say the law of energy is that energy is never lost to destroy. It's just merely transferred from one party to the next. So she's hurt over losing her son and then hurt people hurt people so she struck out at you and and, and kept you yeah. away from the funeral because she know that would hurt you you know what i mean and she's putting the blame on you as, as if you yeah. had anything to do with it so it's just hurt people hurting people so you just got to give her time to get over give it get over that hurt the same way you need time to get over yours yeah okay but everybody needs counseling okay i ain't no therapist everybody needs you you need to go see a grief counselor a therapist everybody needs to go sit down with somebody and unpack all of this. Yeah, I am. I'm in counseling. Okay. I'm sending you healing energy this morning. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. I love you guys. I'm, I'm active duty Air Force, and I listen to you guys on the way to work every morning because I have an hour commute from Atlanta to uh, Warner Robins. That's my Air Force base, and I just listen to you guys every single morning. Well, thank you for your service. All righty, Mama. Thank you. All right, bye. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. We got rumors on the way, E? Yes, yes, yesterday an R. Kelly associate did take a plea deal and he has admitted that he tried to silence a witness and you guys saw this picture of this car that was set on fire and burned to a crisp. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Hey, happy 420 morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk R. Kelly. It's about time. What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. Rumor report. Rumor report. This is the Rumor Report. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. All right. Well, an associate for R. Kelly, Michael Williams, has pleaded guilty to one count of arson. And that is for destroying an SUV that was rented by Asriel Clary's father, who was one of R. Kelly's ex-girlfriends. In exchange for this plea deal... The prosecution has agreed to drop the witness tampering charges. He's now facing a minimum of 60 months and a maximum of 71 months under federal sentencing guidelines. 
So if you guys remember, she went on Instagram and she showed the vehicle, which was set on fire in front of the house where she lived with her family in Florida. And the court found that Michael Williams did use his cell phone to search the address just two hours before the arson. And they said per court documents, he also Googled how do fertilizer bombs work 10 days (laughs) after the arson. You can't make this stuff up, man. Wow. He Googled all this, huh? Wow. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, from so, his phone. <laughs> from his phone. Man. Her address, oh, how boy. to do these things. Lord so. have mercy. What a waste of an He also Googled, charge. like, witness intimidation. <laughs> no, he didn't. He did? I'm telling you. <laughs> Are you serious? I don't know if you're serious or not. Oh, you... my goodness. <laughs> he was Googling all kinds of things. <laughs> How much time will I get if I get caught? Oh, my goodness. What a waste of an arson charge. I'm though, not even kidding. He did Google witness intimidation. Well. And yeah. then he also searched case law for tampering with a witness. If I... <laughs> Did he Google drop Jesus the soap Christ. as well? <laughs> he might as well have just put Google. I did it. <laughs> yeah, he, didn't, he, it. he shouldn't have burned the car. He should have burned all them damn tapes all Kelly had. That's what he should have did. All right. Well, let's talk about Scottie Pippen now. This was really sad Very news. Scotty Pippen revealed yesterday that his eldest son, Antron, died. He was 33 years old. Mm, the mm, cause of mm. death has yet to be revealed, but he did reveal that his son suffered from chronic asthma that potentially hurt his NBA chances. He said, I'm heartbroken to share that yesterday I said goodbye to my firstborn son, Antron. The two of us shared a love for basketball and we had countless conversations about the game. He said, Antron suffered from chronic asthma and if he hadn't, I truly, uh, hold on. Mm -mm -mm. Sorry, computer froze. He said, um, I truly believe he would have made it to the NBA. He never let that get him down, though. Antron stayed positive and worked hard, and I'm so proud of the man that he became. That's horrible, man. I mean, it's horrible because he lost his son, 33 years old. And that's Scottie, that was Scottie Pippen's number throughout his NBA career, 33. Yeah. That's crazy. All right. Um, Kobe Bryant, his Nike deal is over, according to sources. Now, Vanessa Bryant had posted about that. She said Kobe's Nike contract expired on April 13th. 2021, Kobe and Nike have made some of the most beautiful basketball shoes of all time, worn and adored by fans and athletes in all sports across the globe. It seems fitting that more NBA players wear my husband's product than any other signature shoe. My hope will always be to allow Kobe's fans to get and wear his products. I will continue to fight for that. Uh, She goes on to say, I was hoping to forge a lifelong partnership with Nike that reflects my husband's legacy. We will always do everything we can to honor Kobe and Gigi's legacies. That will never change. So what happened? They couldn't reach a deal or Nike just decided to uh, abolish the deal? Like like what happened? Because I would think that they would want to be in business with the Kobe Bryant estate forever. Forever, yeah. And and Kobe still sell. The headline on ESPN says that they elected not to, that Vanessa Bryant and the Kobe Bryant estate elected not to renew partnership with Nike. So that's the headline. I'm not sure with the, all the details because it's not in the article. Yeah, I wonder what why. happened behind the scenes. Because she said at the end that she hopes to keep making the shoes available. So what does that mean? I mean, the maybe, maybe, they're, maybe they're still working on it. Maybe it's something that right now they've paused as they're trying to negotiate. Who knows? Mm. So what was Kobe's all first right, deal now, was with Adidas, though, right? His first deal, I think, was Adidas. And then he signed over to Nike, right? I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. I think All so. right. Well, that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Missy. We got front page news next. What are we talking about? Well, Peloton is refusing to recall its Tread Plus treadmill after 39 accidents. And as a result, their stock is tumbling, as I've been seeing on my public app. All right. We'll get to that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. 
Angela here, and the General Insurance has been helping people save money for nearly 60 years. They offer the quality coverage you deserve at prices you can afford. Make the right call and go with the General. Call 800-GENERAL or visit thegeneral.com. Some restrictions apply. Hey. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting, Yee? Well, let's start with Peloton. They will not recall this treadmill that they have. It costs Mm $4,295. Even though there have been multiple multiple reports of children becoming entrapped, pinned, and pulled under the machine. Now, they are urging customers, the Consumer Product Safety Commission, with small children and pets to stop using the machine immediately. A child did die in March in an incident involving the machine. So the fitness company is saying there's no reason to stop using the machine if safety instructions such as correctly using safety key are followed and that you shouldn't have it around children any have children around the machine anyway. Man, that's tough. I don't know if y'all saw that video too, because they did have a video of a child getting like pinned under the machine. Mm. But that's something difficult to watch. So just giving y'all that warning right now. Now, a Colorado district judge, Natalie Chase, has resigned. She did admit to using a racial slur in front of court employees. And she also voiced her opinion on racial issues from the bench and asked employees to do personal tasks for her during work hours. So she did use the N-word. She asked uh, court employees questions about why black people can use the N-word, but not white people. (laughs) And also whether it was different if the N-word is said with an E-R or an A at the end. Also, several days after George Floyd was killed, there were two black court employees talking about the protest. And one of them asked the other if they had seen the George Floyd protest. And the judge, while wearing her robe and sitting on the bench, said that um, asked some questions about the Black Lives Matter uh, movement. And she stated that she believes all lives matter. And yes. Why can't she she ask the question about the N word by just saying the N word? Why does she have to say why does she have to say it out? Why can't she just say the N word? While she's asking these questions, I mean that's a great question. As a judge, she, if anybody should know, she should know. Yeah, just better say than it. that. You don't have to sound it out. Just say the N word. We know what you mean. Like when I think when people do stuff like that, when white people do stuff like that, they're doing they it on purpose. Yes, yeah, they just want to yeah. say it. They think that if they're saying it in that context, it's okay. But no, they just actually want to say it. All right. Now, yesterday was day 15 of the Derek Chauvin murder trial. As you know, uh, jury deliberations started yesterday and they will continue today. Some of the things that you heard yesterday was defense attorney Eric Nelson saying that Derek Chauvin is not guilty beyond reasonable doubt. Officers are human beings capable of making mistakes in highly stressful situations. In this case, the totality of the circumstances that were known to a reasonable police officer in the precise moment the force was used demonstrates that this was an authorized use of force, as unattractive as it may be. And this is reasonable doubt. Oh, Lord, that's what's nuts about this situation. Derek Chauvin killed George Floyd in cold blood on purpose, on camera, and they telling us that we didn't see what we think we saw. What we saw isn't what we really witnessed. It's actually impressive. (laughs) All right, Prosecutor Steve Slisher also says, you better believe what you saw. Die of a drug overdose. That's not common sense. That's nonsense. Believe your eyes. What you saw happened, happened. If you commit a certain level of assault, a felony level assault, and a person dies, you're guilty of murder. It's as simple as that. This was not policing. It was unnecessary. And he did it on purpose. This was not an accident. That force for nine minutes and 29 seconds, that killed George Floyd. 
Yeah, it's like we in two worlds. Social media people yeah. can convict folks off just allegations, things they heard, but in court for something we actually saw, they can create doubt. It is very impressive. And the fact that he was already on the ground in handcuffs and you kept your knee on his neck for over nine minutes, once you have him on the ground in handcuffs, at, at, no, at nowhere during that nine minutes did you think, okay, he's subdued now? Come yeah, on. That was pride Stop in me, though. He deserves to go All right. to jail for life. And the prosecutor, Steve Slisher, also wants to make it clear what this case is. It is Minnesota versus Chauvin, not versus the police, not versus George Floyd. Listen. This case is called the state of Minnesota versus Derek Chauvin. This case is not called the state of Minnesota versus the police. This is not a prosecution of the police. It is a prosecution of the defendant. And there's nothing worse for good police than a bad police. Also need to be clear, this is not the trial of George Floyd. He didn't get a trial when he was alive. That's very true. I know one thing, Minnesota, you better do the right thing. Okay, destiny's not a matter of chance, it's a matter of choice. Make the wrong choice in this situation, it's going to be a lot of bloodshed. And either way, it's going to be bloodshed. If Derek Chauvin gets off, yes, it's going to be violence. If Derek Chauvin gets convicted, yes, it's going to be violence from the other side. We've been watching how they, how they get down. You know, during the whole Trump administration, we saw how they get down on January 6th. So either way, it's going to be violence. So choose wisely. All right. We will be watching. And that is your front page news. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, who's joining us from the uh, Deadass Podcast, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, our peoples, DeVal and Kadeen Ellis, the Ellises. That's right. We're going to talk to them next. Uh, and also from the West Coast, later on, Burner will be joining us. So don't go anywhere. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We have some special guests in the building. Ye was hating. Ye turned her mic off. We have the value. <laughs> I don't believe it. I don't believe it. What's up, everybody? How are y'all? Black, black, and highly favored. I love that. I love that. They are collectively the dead ass podcast. That yes, we yes, are. Yes, sir. You know? yes, sir. Don't get no more New York than that. That's nah, it don't. We were trying don't. to come up with the <laughs> name for the podcast. We were like, that, that's it. It had to be dead ass. What is the podcast? Yo, it, yo, it's funny, bro. It's. it's story. We got mad stories. But. We, we do got mad <laughs> stories, but it really is just like our life. Like, mm -hmm. We, we just two kids from Brooklyn who hustle like everybody else. And I met my best friend when I was 18, my wife here, and we just lived life together, grinding, taking chances with each other. And we wanted to just show people, like, this is how fun marriage can be. Even though there's some tough times, but it's just fun. Let's talk about the real times. Like, I'll give you an example. When I first met my wife, this was in uh, 2002. We were at a banquet of our, our elementary school we was going to, and uh, Pam Oliver was hosting. And Pam mm -hmm. Oliver, she was reading down the list of accomplishments. DeVal Ellis got a scholarship to Hofstra, aspires to play in the NFL. Uh, if you want to do that, you know, you're going to have to grow and gain more weight. And then she was like, <laughs> like, like one of those cocky laughs. You know, like, the reporter laughed. Like, like it was real condescending, you know. And I was kind of like. You're going to have to get your weight up. <laughs> yeah, I was like. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, yo, she laughing at me, right? So me and my wife wasn't together at that moment. Right. That's the day we so, met, though. That's, that's the, the day, day we met. met. Yeah. So fast forward uh, four years. Now I get a tryout with the Lions, make the team. My first home game starting was against the Jets. It all comes full circle. My family's in the stands. And the Jets, you know, they looked out for me. They got my wife down. At the time, it was my girlfriend. She got her on the, down there on the, on the stadium, and, and she's on the field with my mom. And they're like, yo, your mom and your wife's down there. Tell her to take some pictures. Get up there. Right? So um, I'm down there. As soon as I come down, I see my wife, my girlfriend at the time. And she's like, yo, yo, 
you see that bitch Pam Oliver's over there? <laughs> and I'm like, this is four up. years later. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I see. I'm like, yeah, I see it. <laughs> I was like, you remember number 80? Oh, you pressed Pam Oliver? Yeah, check did. this out. She I says did. to me, so she says to me, she says <laughs> to me, I'm supposed to be returning punts. And she called me over. I'm like, she see Pam Oliver. I'm like, yeah. She said, you going to go say something to her? I'm like, I can't. I'm about to play a game. She said, you don't got to because I already did. So I'm like, that's why you're my kid. So, I get, so this is in the middle of MetLife Stadium. Yep. Three pounds, bang, bang. Me and her body bump in the middle of MetLife Stadium right before a game. My coach is like, Devon, get your ass over here. But it's just two Brooklyn kids. Like, yep. We got I was so like, many stories. You remember stories. number 80 that you said he needed to get his weight up, <laughs> that he would never make it to the NFL? Where he's, he's right, right over there. there. And what did she <laughs> say? <laughs> and I gave her the laugh, too. What did she say? And she was like, no way. Are I you kidding me? I never said that. I, did I say that? Yeah, you said that. Like, yeah, you what did. if she just took her wig yeah. off and slapped you? <laughs> They'd have been in that brawling. They'd have been in that stadium brawling. It'd have been a problem. And not for nothing, though, shout out to Pam Oliver, because she's a pioneer in what she does. She was being honest. I was five. I was five eight, 140 pounds. Like somebody dreams. Facts. Yeah, that's how I felt. You can give kid. constructive criticism, but don't just be like, you'll never. Oh, man, don't, you'll never. Uh, yeah, he does thing. it all the time. The <laughs> no, I don't do that. I don't tell somebody they'll never be able to do something. Son, I give constructive you criticism and tell them, they the tell them don't put your day job, stop rapping. <laughs> but that's not. But that don't mean never. That just means like, look, constructive criticism is In like you moment. might want to find something else no. to do. That, I can respect that too. I can respect that. I can respect that. I can respect that. Deval, you said you booked two jobs, and I heard on one of the podcasts you guys are talking about how the dynamics of your relationship have changed let's talk about that because it is different now right because deval is gone for periods of time yeah. and y'all not physically together so how has that changed your relationship um it's 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 kind of changed our relationship in in a, a little bit i mean we just came out of a pandemic where we couldn't do nothing so we was on each other all the time but i mean the time to miss each other kind of took us back to college in the league because when i was in the league i'd be gone for weeks i'd be gone for months and during those times, we really, really missed each other. So when we came back, it was fireworks. Mm -hmm. Right. I mm -hmm. think we need that. Being together for yeah, 18 years, uh, almost 19 it. years. Yeah, we, uh, yeah we definitely need a space. So him being away filming yeah. for a couple weeks at a time, yeah. that gives me uh, time to, you know, rejuvenate the sexy and whatnot and, yeah, you know, yeah, rebuild yeah, yeah. that, you know, wanting to see each other. Mm -hmm. Like, it's necessary when you've been with somebody for so long. It's very necessary. How long were you in the league? Four years. Okay, okay. So you, you don't you don't get the pension? Yo, I missed it by three games. Three games. Three games. Bro, yeah. I learned I learned a lot about I learned a lot about like ownership and and finances through the NFL, bro. Mm -hmm. Like they find ways, for example, it's all about cheaper younger talent, right? So I played for the Lions for three years. I got picked up by the Browns, got released, and my agent told me, like, yo, it's gonna be hard for you to get back into the league. And I was like, What you mean? He was like, Whoever picks you up now is gonna be responsible for your pension from now until you're done. So for them, it's hey. like I might as well just go get a rookie, pay them the league minimum, having to, rather than having to pay you a million dollars to do the same thing. And from a business standpoint, I get it. Wow. You know what I'm saying? From a business standpoint, from an ownership standpoint, I get it. But from a player standpoint, I'm like, wow. Yo, this is jacked up. But um, that's what the CBA is always fighting for. You know, they're mm -hmm. always fighting to make sure players are taken care of. So uh, at that point, I made a decision. I didn't want to play ball no more. I wanted to focus on TV film. My wife wasn't too happy about that at the time. She was like, what? Like, I was like, you're about to do what? You about to, who leaves a bag on the table? To me, I felt like, all right, well, they don't want to play play you in the NFL. The Canada, I think, had some interest in him at the she time. She trying to send me to Canada, y'all. So I was like, go to Canada. <laughs> she trying to send me to Canada, bro. I was like, you in Detroit, you might as well just like go to Canada and play a year or two. Because to me, I, I kind of felt like he also did not, he wasn't able to live out his full potential playing in the NFL. So I feel like he still had more to prove. I cursed out Pam Oliver for you. I understand and you still that. had more to prove. I understand that. But this was my thing, right? I also had a function in pain med addiction that playing football mm. kind of, 
that was dangerous for me because what people true. don't understand about football is you have to make it through practice in order to play. So I wake up in the morning, take four Tylenol, take four Tylenol before practice, take four Tylenol after practice, then take two Vicodin to go to sleep. And I'm Damn, doing that man. Monday through Saturday just to get through practice. And then I'm taking pain meds on Sunday. So, Unbeknownst to me, too. At the, at the time, I didn't even Yeah, at the time, she didn't know. So, mm-hmm. And I didn't know how it was affecting me. It wasn't like a, a pain med addiction where it was like, I need the pain meds on to get high. I, I just needed it so my body was numb so I could play ball. So I was like, man, I really just don't want to do this no more. Have, have the things you're doing now filled that void, that football left? Because I hear that from so many athletes. Like, either they didn't make it pro or they made it pro and it was only, it was only there for a short time. Bro, let well, me. That was never really your dream, though. Playing football, it was always a means to an end. When I first met Kay at 18, she was like, Yo, what you want to do with your life? And I was like, That. Martin was on TV. And she was like, mm-hmm. That. I was like, Y'all want to be an actor? I want to tell stories. And she's like, How you going to do that? And I told her I was going to use football as a means. Dope. But what happens is when football becomes your whole life for 10 years and people are constantly giving you a structure for what your life is going to be, when that's taken away suddenly, there's no way to avoid depression, bro. Mm-hmm. They don't matter how much money you got. I got boys who got 25 million in the bank who call me and just randomly be like, yo, D, I'm not, I'm not doing well. I'm like, what you mean? They're like, yo, it's me and my kids and my wife in the house. They don't got nothing to do. I don't know what to do. I'm like, yeah. bro, you got money. Start some businesses. You like money ain't a thing to me. Like, I don't, I don't care about that. I just don't have a purpose. And then mm-hmm. that's when we also started, you know, talking about black mental men's health on the podcast because we don't talk about that. Like and I know you big on that, Charlemagne, and mm-hmm. it's kind of, it's good to see it be normalized now. All right, we got more with DeVal and Kadeen Ellis when we come back from the Dead Ass Podcast. It's The Breakfast Club. No face, no case. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now from the Dead Ass Podcast, we have DeVal and Kadeen Ellis, Charlemagne. Can y'all talk about that time y'all went viral when y'all had that discussion about monogamy? What happened was, we were, we were, so <laughs> there, was, there was a whole story behind it. The Monday, the Monday, this we were supposed to be shooting four episodes of the podcast, right? That week, yep. Kay and I have this thing with sex where I'm like, yo, I like when you get dressed up. For example, Kay don't dress like this every day. She knows she's coming on the, the the breakfast club. She put her makeup on. She got her thirty six dollar wig <laughs> on her hat. Wig. And y'all I know when you, you marry, Angela, yeah, yeah, yeah. when you marry, sometimes you like y'all. I like when I my wife get dressed hat, up. Though. I ain't mm-hmm. the so Monday she dressed up. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't the lace. <laughs> Monday she dressed up, and I was like, yo, let's you know tonight, let's do something. She's like, I got you tonight. I mean, you'll be in the moment. You go to an event or whatever. So yeah. I have my little hairdo in and the ponytail. He likes the ponytail. So, so. she had the ponytail and she's like, I'm going to take care of you tonight. Monday come and go. She forget. Tuesday, <laughs> she get dressed. You know how it is when you marry. <laughs> when you married and then Tuesday, so she you get dressed again. Because we, the had, the, we like... had the, the podcast. She get dressed up again. She said, I got you tonight. She talking hot Tuesday night. I get home. She forget again. She put that head. Once she put that scarf on, you know it's, it's a, a wrap. wrap, bro. So <laughs> she did it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night. She promised me. She was like, bro, I got you tonight. She had this long Bro. ponytail in. She had the she had the rhinestones on her forehead. Everything was looking nice. She Baby was like, "Yo." Was so we get Crack home that night. Pepper. I run to the bathroom. I come back. She got the stocking cap on, and she got the stocking cap on with the little the, her little ponytail hair. She took she, she took it out. I took the ponytail so I'm out. Pissed, it bro. Was bothering me I'm like, "Yo, this all week you've been promising me that you was gonna do this." <laughs> 
So now, and I put on this cute, <laughs> I put on this cute little all-in-one bodysuit from mm-hmm. Savage Fenty. He was like, "Look at you in your dry-ass, dusty bodysuit." <laughs> I was like, "Why you gotta be?" I said, "This is a perfectly, Yo, man, this is a bro. perfectly brand new Savage X Fenty." Uh, so now, okay, so I'm pissed, bro. My dusty-ass bodysuit. So now I'm pissed, right? So now. We have sex that night. We have angry sex. But it ain't the type of sex I was trying to have, right? So we wake up the next morning. Is it good angry argue. sex like Keisha and uh, Tommy and Belly? Or? Yeah, it'd be yeah, good, it'd be good angry sex. But my thing is you still put it off and you ain't do what I asked you to do. So we wake up that morning. Now we got to do a podcast. So we get in there. We already submitted the the, the terms we're going to do for the podcast. So we get there like, hey, the, the podcast is about monogamy. I'm like, so we're talking about sex, right? And it came to this point in the, the podcast. And I'm like, yo, let me ask you a question. If sex is going to be a chore for you as a wife, why did you want monogamy? Right? And she was just like, you didn't want monogamy? And I was like, I did, but I, I felt like you kind of pushed monogamy on me. I said that, and her response was, oh, so I forced you to marry me? I didn't yeah. say that. She moved the goalposts. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. You moved the goalposts. I didn't say that. A smidgen. <laughs> but, this but more is... or less, what was he trying to say? But this is where I messed up, right? I was so mad and I was being petty and we both petty that I didn't take it back and be like, no, babe, you didn't force me to marry you. I said, eh. <laughs> because now wow. I'm being mad because now I'm being petty. And I'm like, at the time when we was getting married, we you know we weren't even agreeing on when we were going to get married because I, had, I told you, I lost all my money playing ball. Mm-hmm. I had said that at that time. Like, I think we should wait to get married because financially I'm not in a good spot. And she was like, I'm not waiting no more. I want to get married. So I kind of felt like, yeah, like you wanted to get married at this point. So mm-hmm. now that you wanted to get married at this point, when it comes time to do these things as a wife and you keep putting me off, it kind of makes me feel like you didn't really want monogamy. You just well, wanted I mean, me to also, do... also, sorry. No, 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 no. 27-year-old Kadeem at the time was thinking, I want to be clear about what the intentions are. What what am right. I expecting right. to gain from this relationship mm-hmm. or not? Because at that point, we've been together for nine years. So I'm, mm-hmm. I just want to know where we going. Which and, is fair. And how I got to get there. Which so is he fair. took that as pressure. I took it as pressure. To me, I was just stating where I stood in that time. I don't see nothing wrong with that. So, right. What happened after that conversation now? Now you said, uh, so now what happens so, now? I need so to get, what now I'm going to get done for three more days. No, so, so what happened was I said, uh, right? And uh, we end up having a full argument on the podcast. We get over it. The podcast comes out like four weeks later. We forget that we had this whole argument. Come right back. <laughs> and now we now we arguing about something else. And then Speaking people hit me on Twitter, like, yo, y'all <laughs> trending on Twitter. And I'm like, for what? And they just like, your monogamy comment. I just was trying to make a point. But y'all took it and y'all ran with it. But I'm like, that's I mean, to be honest, you know, we we people was mad. It was men versus women. Yeah. Men yeah. agreed with me. Women agreed with her. Mm-hmm. And it created content. But uh People was mad at us for a little bit. Mission accomplished. People were mad at us for a little <laughs> it's bit. It's a good conversation. Yeah, I mean, I get, I get, I see both sides. You yeah. know what I mean? Because it's not like you want to, you're not going to creep on your woman. I'm not. Like, that's I'm but not doing you it. But you're desirable, is all I, you're trying to I say. I appreciate that, Charlamagne. I appreciate that. <laughs> no, I don't mean wow. like that. Wow. <laughs> wow. How you do that with Kadeem right there? Wow. <laughs> His wife is right there. Relax, kid. Baby, don't 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 He's a bad bitch. He's a bad bitch. He is. No. I don't mean it like that. It's just that old that old adage, which you don't do, somebody else will. Not saying he would. Wow, right. would man. <laughs> no, I would never say that to my wife. You know what I mean? But it's Whoa. a thought sometimes. Right. Like, I don't want it to be a chore to you. Whoop like, his ass. See, see, now that's, that's ass, the point. Girl. <laughs> you, 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 <laughs> and be trying to instigate. And be trying to instigate over to But you see, Sean, like, I would never say girl. that to my wife. Deval will say it to me. Deval was just like, women out there want me. I am a sex symbol. Like, he lets me know. Listen, and and like, this is the truth. Okay. This, this and is, I agree. That's why on. I'm here. And, 
And women went and women went uh, went uh, Kadeen as well. Yo, I'm let sure. me now. Here's the thing, Envy. I'm sure women be in your comments. Envy, this is my point. This is my point, Envy and Yee. When Kay says she wants something or she needs something, I make it my point to it get happen. it done because yeah. I understand that. I'm like, I'm not going to disregard your feelings and your needs because the same way you want monogamy, I want monogamy too. If my wife want, if, if I want monogamy and I'm going to say to my wife, yo, I want to be the only person you come to for all of this. When she says she want to need something, I'm going to take care of it. So when I ask for the same thing and you constantly saying, uh, later, 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 I'll be like, why are you always on me? It's like, damn, like, yeah. why don't you do the you same change. for me if, if I'm trying to do the same for you? So it's not a thing where I'm like, I could get right. mad chicks. It's like, yo, let's serve each other. And that's ultimately what the podcast is about. We talking to people about, I had to make a decision in my life to learn how to serve my wife that's so real. I could be a better husband. You know, like even even the sex thing. You know how we figured out what happened with her sex drive? Yeah, because we kind of had revelations over like the past five seasons. Yeah. It kind of started where we were like bitching about what we had problems with. We had problems, you know? and we was bitching about And then about people it. were talking about, oh, wow, let's hear more about this because I'm having the same issues. And then we kind of felt like it, we had a breakthrough recently. We figured it out, bro. Yeah. That conversation we had about monogamy made us sit down and be like, yo, let's figure out what's going on with your body and mine. We spoke to a doctor. We got off the, the birth control, and it was like night and day. August, we was having issues. She got off the birth control. September, I, I can't get her away from me, bro. Like, I cannot get her away from me. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I need a break. And then in talking about that, we realized that there were so many people out there that were just like the having the same issue. You know why that's such a good convo? Because um, men have fragile egos, right? Absolutely. So it's like, if you don't want to sleep with me, I start questioning myself. Like, you'd be like Will Smith on Freshman. Why the f you don't want me? You know what I mean? Like, like, that's literally, that's yo, literally how he was. Yo, Charlamagne, bro, I tell you, bro, when I when I say I'll, I'll say to her, like, yo, other chicks want me, I'm the same type of dude that my ego, I'd be like, you know how this is f***ing with my ego? That's right. I go to my wife and I ask for something and she's constantly rejecting me. That make me feel word bad. Up, I don't up. mind being honest and saying that. Like, I start looking at myself like, my hair's thinning a little bit. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not lifting enough weights. You know what I'm saying? Let me he let me get back in the gym. Like, I get out the shower. I'll be looking at her like, am I looking good? Like, what's up? Like, you start you know, to question yourself, bro. Like, PRF treatments. I'm like, you all right? I don't move. We have more with DeVal and Kadeen Ellis from the Dead Ass Podcast. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now from the Dead Ass Podcast, we have DeVal and Kadeen. Ellis, Charlamagne. Did y'all expect the podcast to blow up the way that it did? Um, no, I, I didn't. Well, first of all, I'll say this. I was not completely signed up for any of this from jump. And my, because I grew up in a very traditional West Indian household where yeah. the first thing I was taught, as soon as I can remember anything, was you don't tell people your business. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. you, you, you say to yourself, anything that happens in this household, in this family, stays in the house. You know, but Deval and I started to do the videos, they picked up some traction. You were also I knew trying it. to, he had I the foresight <laughs> Let me tell you, bro. I, but I was just not, not with it in the very beginning. This is my belief. I believe that there's a delusional quality that all successful people have. Mm -hmm. When I started this whole thing with, with social media, I told her, I was like, yo, I want my own sitcom. I want to do TV, I want to do this, but I'm not going to sit back and wait for somebody to pick me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just not going to do that. So I'm going to create my own content. I created this social sitcom. It was 15 second videos. And I continue to stay consistent. One of the big people who was was uh, very inspirational in my life was 50 Cent, right? Because he was the one that said to me, if you stay consistent, when something pop, you got a catalog. That's right. And um, I also respect 50 because, you know, he hit me with the Hollywood, yeah, we going to work. And I got a story about Charlemagne too. We have to, sorry to bother you, uh, Tate. It was uh, a screening. The screening, right? Yeah. 
I catch eyes with Charlamagne. Charlamagne catch eyes with me. And I can see in Charlamagne's face that Charlamagne already knew, like, this look like the type of <laughs> that's going to run up on me right now, right? Either so, that or he thought you was cute from what so, he said earlier. But go ahead. Very desirable. Desirable. So Charlamagne walked by me, right? Now, I was like, yo, Charlamagne, what's good? He gave me a pound or whatever. I was like, yo, let me holler at you. He was like, all right. Right? <laughs> so we walk outside. I was like, up? I don't like his tone, Deval. So, so I'm like, yo, Charlamagne, <laughs> me and my wife got a podcast coming out. We doing this, we doing that. He's listening. He's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He was like, I was like, yo, I was wondering, you know what I'm saying? I want to get on the Breakfast Club so we could talk about it. He was like, yeah, take my, let me, let me get your phone. I'm going to give you my number, right? <laughs> so he takes my phone, right? And he puts all the numbers in there. And I close. I'm like, good looking. You know, I didn't want to keep him too much. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot going on. Charlamagne walk away, right? We get outside. I look at my phone. He only put nine digits in there, right? <laughs> he only put nine digits in there, right? So I was like, did me. he do that on purpose? I was ready to go back in there yo, and connect. You know? I was like, you forgot a digit, Charlamagne. K gonna hit me with the K gonna hit me like, yo, he tried to stun on you. Yo, yo, he played he, you. He tried to swerve you like he was a bad bitch. He's like, I'm, she's like, I'm going back inside. I'm like, nah. Don't now who's the bad bitch, right? <laughs> so, so, I definitely didn't do that on purpose. <laughs> so, so this is the thing, though. I said, okay, I said, real talk. Charlemagne probably get people that do two minute pitches every single day. I said, like, I understand the game. People have to see what you bring to the table for you right. to get opportunity. I said, if this ain't our moment, this ain't our moment. So then, then uh, took, things did take off though. Things, yeah, I'm definitely not that guy. I pay attention to everything because you never uh, know what's gonna be what. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, which is That's true, true, which is true. But I wasn't, I wasn't mad. Hey, hey, hey. I was gonna say another thing on another episode y'all were talking about that, right? Deval, you being called this Sim, Kadeen, you being called submissive. Mm-hmm. But that is important in relationships. That's kind of how you should be toward each other at certain times. Yeah, it's Absolutely. it's it's funny on social media. Like I'll say something in, in men's favor. And women will just be like, oh, he's sexive and he's misogynistic. Mm-hmm. But then if I say something in women's favor, then I'm a simp. It's like, like you know, people are going to yeah, be triggered by everybody. whatever you say. But this is my truth. Like, right. you know, I, my, my life is not a monolithic version of what blackness is. Like, some days I feel like as a man, I should stand up for my masculinity. Some days I feel like, you know what? I can't push the patriarchy too much. Like, this ain't fair. So I'm going to say both when I think it's fair. Sometimes people be mad. Sometimes people love it. But it's my truth. I'm never going to run from my truth. I mean, truth. I get women all the time you know? that are just like, Kadeen, what's your prayer? What did you say? What'd you do? I was like, yeah, I have to understand <laughs> that. I'm like, this is like 19 years in the making. So what you're seeing now, Deval and Kadeen, that you see now, have been through 19 years That's worth of shit. So right. if we're not right. transparent about where we've been, things we've had, conversations yeah. we had at 27, and people want to hold us to that one six-minute clip, then be my guest. But we at least know yeah. that we're sharing the entire thing. So it, like I said before, I wasn't signed up for it. But now that I am, I feel like it's our duty to be able to have to tell people this is the yeah. entire picture here. Yeah. And then the beauty behind it is that we pick and choose what we want to share and how we want to share it. I don't. It there's no pedestals for me. The minute people put you on a pedestal and you you the yeah, greatest right. thing, then they ain't ready was, to knock was, you off. That's why I was fearful in the beginning. Um, but I think the good thing with us, with the podcast and just even with our content in general is that we really try to try to show the entire picture. Like yeah. we did a whole episode on cheating because we're like, we're going to put ourselves out there before mm-hmm. anybody tries to put us out there. You know what I mean? Nobody can come to us with stories now because everything's out there. Yeah, both have cheated. Know? So, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, me and my wife mm-hmm. and we we we've healed. It's still a hard conversation to have, though. Oh, definitely. Sure. That yes. episode was a hard episode. It's never it's never an easy conversation to have. But I will say this though: if you learn to to accept people and accept them to have changes in life, you don't hold people to that moment. Mm-hmm. And I've learned to not 
not hold people to that, especially my wife. You know what I'm saying? Because I hope she doesn't hold me like that and give me grace. Absolutely. I'm going to give you grace. And I was like, you know? after 19 years, if you wasn't cheating, somebody lying. So <laughs> <laughs> I was like, from 18 to, to 30 18 now? to 30, yeah. We, and we've I'm been like, through a lot. Yeah, through the know, NFL, all this stuff. We had our ups and downs. Same thing in college, because when we first got together, when we were 18, I told her I didn't want to be a, a boyfriend. Because mm-hmm. I was just, I was like, I don't want to be a boyfriend. And she was like, well, I don't want to be number two to nobody else. And I was like, damn, like, I'm really not trying yeah, to be Yeah, we met each other at, like, a really fragile time, because I came from a very, like, yeah. strict West Indian household. So I couldn't go out. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't date. I couldn't do anything. So when I got to college, I was ready to have fun, mm-hmm. you know? And he had just gotten to college, too, yeah. and he was ready to have fun. And then we met each other and, like, just couldn't. A lot of times it was like trying to put a square peg in a triangle hole because it's like we're trying to make this work because we want to be together, but it, it just, just wasn't. It just wasn't. It wasn't working, and, and then not for nothing. I was trying to be honest and tell her what I what I didn't want, but I wanted her more than anything else. Mm-hmm. And I realized I couldn't have my best friend only on my terms, and that right. was when I had to make a decision of you know what, I value monogamy with her more than I value all the other aspects in life. I feel like Kadeen and I have a like there's a divine aura that brings us together that we work better collectively and individually when we're together i was just gonna say just as individuals too the way that both of you carry yourselves and you can you're amazing people individually but i think that's important too and you talk about that as an individual how you have to be able to be an independent individual before you can even be whole in a relationship Mm. no that's true and not for nothing i think y'all have to give yourselves a lot of credit for what y'all have done for the culture because I've heard just stories about your marriage and everything you've been through, right? I've heard Envy stories about his marriage. Kay used to send me the 12. She used to send me the 12 days of of Christmas. Yee, you being a a businesswoman and doing everything that you do. Y'all really, for me, what like set me up to realize like, yo, I could do everything I want to do because I watch these people here do everything they want to do. Yeah. Well, listen, man, make sure you check out the Dead Ass Podcast. Make sure you get the children's book, The Ellis's and the Time Machine. Yes. Why do we have to say Black Lives Matter? Make sure you check out the Vol on uh, Tyler Perry's sisters. Yes. And everything else y'all got going on, man. Yeah, you yes. got bigger coming out soon too. Yeah, bigger on BT Plus. We'll pack a show bigger. Dope. On that season two. Okay. And we know what bigger was about. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure y'all subscribe to the podcast that everywhere part. you listen to podcasts. And what's y'all Twitter's, Instagram handles, and all that good stuff? Uh, Kadeen, I am. And uh, that's I am Deval. I A M D E V A L E. We appreciate y'all so much. Y'all no have no doubt. idea. We love you, Breakfast Club. We, we do. We appreciate y'all Thank too. Y'all it's the Dead Ass Podcast on the Breakfast Club. Thank you for joining us. Hey. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Genie Bus. It's time, time, time. She's spilling the tea. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. Well, Janie Buss was on the All the Smoke podcast. She's the Lakers owner. And she talks about Kobe Bryant. There were rumors that he was seriously considering leaving the Lakers for the Clippers, as you know, at that time back in 2004. And here's what she had to say. Kobe to the Clippers. I never had that conversation with Kobe, but there was a game where he wore the colors. Oh, did he? Yeah, like very subtle. Uh-huh. And I, you know, I could see like he loves he was, challenges, he you know, yeah, and, right? And, yeah. and and that would have been like mm, a, a, chal- a huge a thing, right? right? So, I, I mean, I, I do think that was something that was very was possible. Yeah, and I think Jerry Wesso was at the Clippers at the time. So that could have been a thing. 
I could have definitely been a thing. Yeah, and legendary Clippers broadcaster Ralph Lawler had told the LA Times that Kobe even verbally committed to the Clippers in 2004. And he said that Kobe even turned him and said, this is an exact quote that I've had repeated to me by multiple people. He said, don't worry, I'm a Clipper. Wow. And so mm. he walked out the door and the Clippers were all high-fiving each other, thinking, by God, we've done it. Well, but he did end up staying with the Lakers. Well, salute to Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson. You can listen to the All the Smoke podcast on the Black Effect iHeartRadio podcast network and follow them on Instagram because they're trying to get to 420,000 followers uh, by today, 420. So follow them on uh, at All the Smoke. All right, now Diddy has announced a brand new label, Love Records. And his first artist is Stacey Bart. Here's what he said. This is Stacey Bart. I haven't made the announcement yet, but I'm back in the music industry doing what I love. And this is one of the first artists signed to Love Records. Stacey! Stacey! Now, I wonder what Diddy has learned from his time in the record industry. Are Love Records uh, contracts better than Bad Boy deals were? I wonder. It's a different day and age, so I'm sure. I'm just asking. I wonder. And, and deals are so different now than they were back then. And I, there's a lot more information and ways that you can structure things. And so yeah, I would hope so. Yeah, artists are and smarter. She, artists aren't going to allow themselves to get got. And she's a veteran, Correct. too, by the way. She's written a lot of big records for Britney Spears, Katy Perry, Alicia Keys. She's been on records with John Legend. Like, she's pretty well-known behind the scenes already. Mm -hmm. And she's already been performing. So I can't imagine that she doesn't have her business together. Word. She's done a publishing deal with Universal. She's not just some new artist out of nowhere. They announced that at so. Killer Mike's Born Day. Uh, Diddy had a little Born Day function for Killer Mike, right? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Happy Born Day to my guy, Killer Mike. So congratulations to them. And here's another new announcement. The first trailer for Marvel's upcoming movie, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, has been revealed. And this is pretty exciting. So this is actually coming to theater September 3rd. And this movie is making history as the first film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe to center on an Asian lead with an Asian filmmaking team. So congratulations uh, to that. Aquafina's in that too, by the way, is a supporting character. And Simu Liu is the main character. He's the first Asian superhero main character in a Marvel film. I saw the trailer yesterday. Aquafina has come a long way from Girl Code on MTV. Drop on the clues bombs for Aquafina. And I know nothing about the Shang-Chi character. Even when I was looking at my, my Marvel thesaurus, he's got like one paragraph. So please, I, I also don't want people to think that this is some type of... Uh, uh, a money grab for Marvel because Shang-Chi has been in the works for a long, 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 long time. It's just wild how timing works, right? I have no idea. Well, September 3rd, this just... movie was actually supposed to come out February, but because of the pandemic and everything, it's now coming out September 3rd. I think mm -hmm. that's a better day anyway, honestly. Why? That's my birthday. It's your birthday? Oh, shut up. <laughs> divine, divine timing is, is something else. Though. I mean, in this year of Stop Asian Hate for this movie to drop, mm -hmm. Wow. All right, now, Kim Kardashian. I don't know where they get their sources from, but there's an exclusive in page six that she is being courted by royals, billionaires, and A-listers mm -hmm. amidst this divorce. They said people are reaching out through mutual friends and people that she's worked with to set her up with everyone from all these different billionaires to athletes to all these different A-list actors. They said she is being flooded with a bevy of dating options, but she is not looking to jump into anything. She's keeping an open mind. Yeah, Chris Jenner needs a new email because I think people are on to the this is not Chris Jenner at gmail.com when she leaks her uh, sources. I think people are on to that one. 
Now, the insider reiterated that Kim is really <laughs> focused on her kids and work right now, i.e. not dating, but added that when she is ready, oh, one deal breaker in particular will spoil any suitor's chances. She certainly wouldn't want anyone to be with her for the spotlight, the source said. Okay, Chris. We get she it. wants someone who really values privacy. No mm. doubt. <laughs> Anything else, Chris? Anything else? Now, according to other reports, Kanye is allegedly super annoyed by reports that say Kim Kardashian <laughs> is divorcing him. Okay. The source okay. says this that he petty. let her file first to give her dignity. Okay, <laughs> now, so petty, I think that's coming from Consequence. Shut up. Who's that? <laughs> <laughs> Consequence, Who's, put that out? I take that from Consequence. Salute to Cons. Happy belated, too, brother. This is disrespectful. In page six, they call him the Chick-fil-A rapper. It says a Chick-fil-A rapper. Why do you call him a Chick-fil-A rapper? It's Christian. What you want a Chick-fil-A? <laughs> he didn't say Chick-fil-A. He said fish filet. <laughs> well, look, they're saying the Chick-fil-A rapper. I don't know why That's they're calling stupid. him that. He should have said Chick-fil-A, <laughs> but he said fish filet. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with being a Chick-fil-A rapper either. Like, Chick-fil-A is nice. Like, I like that? Chick-fil-A. You don't like Chick-fil-A? <laughs> I, like I love Chick Fil A. I, like I mean, if you are the Chick Fil A of rappers, you might be a pretty good rapper. I'm, that's what I'm saying. Is Kanye West the Chick Fil A of rappers? No. <laughs> Why I mean, at one that? point right, he what? was, right? but now he's open on Sunday, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that is your rumor report. All right, that was a stupid conversation. <laughs> Hey, man, all you niggas going to jail for PPP fraud, okay? So I need Lakeisha Golden to come to the front of the congregation. She needs to serve as an example for all you, okay? All right. Can we play a game after? I don't think we need to play a game with this one. I think we know exactly what race this is. Oh, my goodness. We'll do it next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Dad, Stop Embarrassing Me is a new Netflix sitcom that follows a teenage daughter who comes to live with Brian, played by Jamie Foxx, who gets parental help from Pops, played by David Allen Greer, to hilariously tackle life together. Now streaming only on Netflix. This don't be a donkey, because right now you want some real donkey It's time for Donkey of the Day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, hit me with the heat. Did she get donkey in the day? Please tell me. Absolutely. I have become donkey of the day. It's the breakfast club, bitches. You're a donkey. Ah, donkey of the day for Tuesday, April 20th, 420. Killer Mike's born day goes to Lakeisha Golden. Now, according to her GoFundMe, it says she's from Nashville, Tennessee. Who is Lakeisha Golden? Well, believe it or not, even though she's the one getting donkey of the day today, a lot of you have something in common with Lakeisha Golden. See, a lot of y'all going to prison for COVID-19 loan fraud cases. Uh-uh. I don't want to hear it. You knew you was lying when you filled out the application, okay? As of April 15th, 2021, there's over $189 billion in questionable PPP loans, okay? I read an article on pogo.org that said when it comes to PPP fraud cases, law enforcement is just scratching the surface. Oh, they just getting started, okay? The Pogo article spoke on how the SBA's oversight of its taxpayer-backed lending programs proved inadequate because they became a feeding ground for fraudsters. A bunch of hitman scammy scams. Well, guess what, Uncle Scam? Uncle Sam wants you. And by wants you, I mean wants your ass in prison. Okay, the Justice Department has brought criminal charges against at least 209 individuals in 119 cases related to PPP fraud since banks and other lenders began processing loan applications on behalf of the SBA, okay, on April 3rd, 2020. And according to pogo.org, this is just the beginning. 
Let me tell you something. I have never claimed to be the highest grade of weed in the dispensary. I have told you over and over that I am not the strongest Avenger, but I told you all last year in the middle of this pandemic when they started giving out these damn PPP loans that a bunch of y'all was going to prison. LLC Twitter was born during the pandemic. Okay, all of y'all with your dumbass LLC names, you got your slave master's last name LLC'd. Jenkins LLC and Johnson LLC and Jackson LLC. Naming LLCs after things going on in your life. Ain't got no job LLC. Living with mom at 32 LLC. Only smoke exotic LLC. I hate you niggas LLC. Well, that's, that's mine. That's my LLC. I just established that in my brain for people uh, I don't talk to after 5 p.m. And that's you. Okay, but listen, who told y'all the government was giving out free money? You Negroes believe in every BS conspiracy theory. Oh, 5G towers are causing COVID. Oh, the earth is really flat. But when it comes to the Paycheck Protection Program, lending out $755 billion to businesses as of April 11th, you thought it was all good? You thought that the government's cup just runneth over? And they are finally going to do right by the American people. No, it was a trap. Okay, was it a way to help legitimate small businesses? Yes, but they all also knew the poor and disenfranchised among us who were in dire needs at the time would take advantage of these loans. That's why they didn't stop the alleged fraud because they were playing the long game. Take the money. Ball out. We going to come get your ass later, okay, and throw you under the jail and get some free labor out your ass. Fraudulent PPP loans, making false statements to the SBA, carry a fine of up to a million dollars in 30 years of federal imprisonment. And guess who doesn't feel sorry for you? Me. Okay, because you LLC Twitter niggas know. Okay, y'all know everything about everyone else's business, but don't know how to handle your own. And now... Okay, eventually, you will find yourself in a situation like Lakeisha Golden is in. First of all, let me tell you something. I respect Lakeisha Golden, and I'm going to tell you why. She's honest. See, Lakeisha started a GoFundMe yesterday with the title, Help Me Pay Back the PPP Loan. And the details of the loan, she said, and I'm going to read it just the way she typed it. I got 20000 PPP loan. Now the feds after me, PLZ, help I can't do jail. I got three kids that D-A-T need me. So far, she's raised $3,513. Who are you, Captain Saver, niggas? Okay, sometimes you must get out of the way of the lesson God is trying to teach a person. Lakeisha, you can't use the same excuse you used when you applied for the loan, okay? I need to see what your LLC name is. Can we look that up? Can we look up what Lakeisha Golden's LLC name is? I'm thinking it's something like Living Life Golden LLC, Golden Girl LLC. Gold in my watch, gold in my chain, LLC. Or was it all gold in everything, LLC? I hate when I can smell niggatry. I like the scent of my niggatry subtle, okay? Anyway, you can't use the same excuse you used when you applied for the loan. I guarantee when you, con when you convinced yourself to commit this crime, you said you have to do what you got to do. You got three kids that D-A-T need you. Now that you're facing jail time, you can't go to jail because you got three kids that D-A-T need you. Uh-uh! Now she's got 91 donors. I saw her post an update yesterday. She said, keep donations coming. Y'all, my kids need me out here. F-R-F-R. If you don't speak fluent, nigga, that means for real, for real. What I don't understand is the people donating money and scolding her at the same time. Okay? Three hours ago, someone donated $5 and said, dumbass, how you blow through 20K? Some anonymous person donated $1,000. Donated I need you to know, Anonymous, that God is not pleased with that. You getting in the way of what God is trying to teach Lakeisha Golden. Lakeisha, this isn't your first poor choice in life. 
Okay, and God is tired. He's been sending all your prayer requests to his spam folder because you just don't listen. All right, somebody named Claus CL donated $1,000. Claus, why? Claus, if your first name isn't Santa, I don't see the need for the gift. Katie Sweeney donated $600. She donated $100 once and another $500 later. Katie, I know you might be trying to create some good karma for yourself, but this isn't the way. Whatever happens to Lakeisha Golden, she earned it. Okay, what she didn't earn was that $20,000, but she earned that time she's going to get. Yes, I don't want to see her away from her kids, but guess what? She shouldn't want to see herself away from her kids. Therefore, she needs to make better choices. I love everybody donating just to get jokes off, but you're donating too much. $5 is too much. Okay, donate a dollar to get these jokes off. Somebody donated $5 and put, tell me you're a broke-ass B without telling me you're a broke-ass B. Somebody put prison jumpsuit designer for $5. Somebody else put, have fun in jail, girl, buy, not buy, B-U, B-U, B-Y-E, B-U-Y. And then they donated donated $5. I don't know, man. You know, let me not knock this woman's hustle. If y'all want to give this woman $20,000 to pay her PPP loans off, that's on you. But when do people learn from their mistakes if they never have to deal with the consequences of said mistake? How will Lakeisha Golden ever know true responsibility if she can just finesse the system for $20,000 when she's broke and then finesse people with a sob story to pay that money back? No, 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 no. Listen, message for all you future convicts who are going to jail for PPP fraud. I hope the double wide trailer you bought in the country was worth it. Okay, don't be surprised if they take that back if you can't pay the loan back. Okay, I hope the trip to Miami was worth it. Finger licking is a good ass restaurant, isn't it? You stayed at Fountain Blue. You enjoyed the cookies. Okay, great. Those memories will get you through those long, lonely nights in that cell. I don't feel sorry for you. I know real legitimate small businesses who had to go under because they couldn't get no money from these PPP loans. So I have no remorse for your finessing ass. Okay, the word of the day is accountability. All right, you either make yourself accountable or you will be made accountable by your circumstances. Please let Remy Ma give Lakeisha Golden the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw, you stupid motherfucker, are you? And you better not be over there on your phone donating to her. Envy. Uh, I am. You know, um, I just, I, I wasn't paying attention. Um, I just heard PPP scam. You want to play a game? No. <laughs> <laughs> no need to play a game with this one. Damn, okay. powerful niggardry at work. That's all this is. So you don't want to play a game? No, right? no, no. Uh, no need mm-hmm. to play a game here. We know exactly what this is and who this is. Damn, damn, damn. Don't do that. That's black people. This ain't mm-hmm. number niggas. And powerful <laughs> niggardry at work. All right. Mm-hmm. Where's her GoFundMe at now? Is it doing well? 35 something. 3,500. Ain't bad. She getting there. All right. Well, let's open up the phone lines. Let's let's ask. 800. Hold on. You asking this wrong. <laughs> Go ahead. Ask it. <laughs> Why am I asking this wrong? 800. Okay. You ask it. You ask it. Go ahead. Have you or some nigga you know committed PPP fraud? <laughs> okay, want to get it off your chest? Want to beg God or the government for forgiveness? You scared and want to vent? Call us right now. Now, yes, 800-585-1051. You can remain anonymous. Mm-hmm. But have you uh, took the PPP loan and maybe did something you weren't supposed That's to do all. with it? I know it's probably weighing heavy on you. You're waking up in cold sweats. You're hearing stories about Lakeisha Golden. You're seeing people get locked up. It's just on your chest and you just want to vent. You, you, you just want to ask God and the government for forgiveness. You can remain anonymous. We just want to know how you feel out there. That's all. All right. 800-585-1051. Um, 
And the problem is a lot of people don't know. I heard a rapper say something like, hey, take the money and buy real estate. No, you go to jail for that. But we'll talk about it. 800-585. Niggas always want to flip something. 1051. Yeah, you can't. Oh, it's you always can't, it's you can't, get something, you get something flip and flip it. Why you don't want to flip something? Go be a gymnast if you want to flip it. You can't, you can't flip that. But anyway, we'll talk about it. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hi. We're just here talking to all you little scammers this morning. Now, Charlamagne, you want to um, break it down? You, you asked the question better than I do. Go ahead. Well, I gave Donkey the day to Lakeisha Golden this morning. Good morning, Lakeisha. Uh, may the force be with you. Um, and it just got us to thinking, you know, have you or somebody you know committed PPP fraud? You know what I mean? You want to get that off your chest? You want to beg God or the government for forgiveness? You scared and want to vent? Call us right now. I heard the lines are blowing up with people ready to vent and make confessions. Hello, who's this? It's Quick. What's All up, right, Quick? Quick? We'll take the name Quick. What you did, Quick? I took that loan from how, how much you got, I Quick? Took, I got like 23 but I took that I took that same money that the maker well was worth a little bit more. I got some gold, but... Got some what? You got some gold. Some, got some gold. Came back and sold that Oh, you bought some gold. Now, gold was a good thing to buy last year. So how much did you make? I made enough to get their money back now. So you paid them back already? Not yet, when they asked for it. All right, you sit there when they ask for it. By the time they <laughs> ask for it, it's going to be too damn late. Better pay them people their money back. Now, now, is that did you do an SBA or PPP? PPP. Oh my goodness. Hey, pay that goddamn oh, money yeah, back. Pay bro. that money back. All right. So the PPP is supposed to be used for your business and your job. The SBA, you got a little more leniency, but the PPP it is was, it's supposed to be. It was, it was in my best business interest to go and get some gold and flip it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> hey, what's the name of your LLC? Nope. I don't even much know. Somebody made it for me. You said what? He don't even know. Somebody made it for him. He doesn't know. Lord have mercy. Oh, my goodness. Well, you quick flip. Have a good day, quick flip. Goodness gracious. Hello, who's this? Kayla. Kayla, good morning. Good morning. Now, we're asking 800-585-1051. Did you, um, you know, with the money? I didn't do it. I backed up. <laughs> she already sounds like she's lying. No, honestly, I, I just had a baby a couple of years ago. So I was, I'm not even going to lie, I was like head first in it. And then I backed out at the last minute. I was like, now nah, you can cancel my uh, loan. Because where I'm from, they had just discovered the list. And I was like, nah, I'm too embarrassed to have my name on the list. Oh, so people already was getting so, locked up from where you was from. Yeah, they, uh, they've they been doing a roundup where I'm at for a while. Uh, they just caught somebody doing, I think she did like four 20,000 loans. Damn. Four of them. She and, did four of them. Any friends of yours? Oh, no. I know people who did it, but if you want, they ain't get caught yet. Well, I want to thank you for making a smart choice. That little child in the backseat of your car thanks you because mommy will be here for them because she will not be in jail. Look, I still kind of want to do it. I'm, I'm out here struggling. No, nope, But, nope, you know, nope. let's be clear. The word is loan. The key word is loan. So you do have well, to pay it back. In some, some cases, you got to pay it back. But a lot of cases, you might not have to pay it back, though. You don't have to pay it back if you can prove the money went to your employees. That's right. If, if the money you went to, to your employees. You got to apply for forgiveness. You got to pay it back. Like, not only that, they think, oh, you're going to pay it back and you're not going to go to jail. I'm like, nah, you're committing wire fraud. And y'all defrauded the federal government. Y'all going to jail. Yes. Give me your, give me your cash app. Say your cash app right now. I'm going to send you a little something. A little something now. I will tell it to you privately because I don't want them to know. 
Oh, you don't want, but you didn't do nothing. <laughs> I know. You don't even know who it is. My real name. Oh, got yeah, you, got you. Okay, okay. Put, we put you on hold. Get her, get her cash out, baby. Send her a little, send you a little something for doing the right thing. Oh, that's nice. She says she's struggling. Five eight five one zero five one. We're asking, uh, have you, you know, took a PPP loan and did some craziness? Have you or somebody you know committed PPP fraud? I mean, this can weigh heavy on you. You committed a crime. You know you're going to jail. You know it's only a matter of time. That's true. Before they come. You know exactly how drug dealers feel. It's only it, a matter I of time. I want a percentage-wise how many people get away with it. Nobody. It, it, it's only been a, haven't even been a year yet. They check. They definitely check. They <laughs> it's check only insurance. a matter of time. They check to see where it goes and everything. 800-585-1051, and it is 420, so let's get on the 420 mix. If you are worried, you might just need to smoke just to let your anxiety go down for yeah, a second. Smoke. Because ain't, ain't no just weed in jail. Pain. Yeah, so mm-hmm. let's, let's get to a 420 mix. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. I know it, man. I know it, Call me. Add your opinion to The Breakfast Club top. Come on. 800-585-1051. That was a 420 mix. It's 420 today. Good morning. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, Charlemagne, go. Have you or somebody you know committed PPP fraud? Want to get it off your chest? Want to beg God and the government for forgiveness? You're scared and want of it? Call us right now. 1-800-585-1051. Who's this? Hey, it's Lauren. Lauren, good morning. Good morning. PPP last summer was a hot mess. They all going to jail. All of them. Are you, are you in that them. number? No. I even had, I moved into my house, and I had somebody that lived in my house maybe like five years ago. They like, yo, I got some mail sent to your house. Can you let me know if it comes through? Mm-hmm. Not for my clients, I did. Really? Crazy. And what happened? Yeah. How much of it did you keep? None of it. I sent it back to the post office. I'm not getting caught up with the IRS. All right. I'm just making right. sure. You a Don't smart you woman. Up. What'd you say? I say you a smart woman. You want to tell on anybody? You want to? Nah. <laughs> she ain't no snitch now. Come on. <laughs> All right. Thank you, mama. Hello. Who's this? How you doing, me? Sounds like you did a PPP loan and bought something stupid. You sound nervous. No, I ain't get it. I want it. But, like, I'm talking about trope. I can't. Find out how to do it. Yeah, you're not supposed to do it. You're gonna go to jail. You, oh, you so, shouldn't do it. So, so, so you wanted to do it, but you couldn't figure out how. So everybody around me getting loans every night. That's fine. Don't. Everybody around you going to jail. True enough. But True everybody enough. getting like these, you know, loans and GoFundMe's. And I'm trying to try to be, you know, a good daddy, you know, good husband. Not you. Hey, just relax. You're gonna be fine, sir. I appreciate it. Just do it the right way. That's right. Keep doing the keep doing things the right way. I know it's hard, man. I know sometimes when you just look around and you see everybody scamming and finessing and getting on, you got to just look at it the same way you used to look at the drug dealers in the hood growing up. Yeah, what they was doing looked sexy, but where are all of them at now? That is true. Jail well, or dead? Well, th- then you have Jay-Z, who's a billionaire. That ain't, well, you know, <laughs> that's once in the, that's one out of a billion, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it could happen for you. But I, w- I would say that you you definitely have to do the, the, the fine print. And I, and I think a lot of you guys that are doing this, making these fake corporations and charging people for the PPP loan, you're probably going to go to jail too. So here's some things that you can't do. You get a PPP loan. You cannot say, you know what, I'm going to go buy and flip a crib. You, can't, you cannot do that. That, that no. I've, I've heard a couple of rappers say, yeah, no, you cannot do that. Because love flipping what everything if you pay, What if you pay it back though? What if you pay it back? 
They said you're only supposed to use this loan for your business and your employees. Yeah, what people don't understand is you're lying. That's the that's that's what's gonna get you jammed up. The fact that you're lying about you know what it is you need to get the SBA or get right. the PPP. You're lying. But it's a lie. Let me okay. So let me ask you this. Okay, I just just hypothetically Uh-oh, speaking. Oh, he's going to jail. Go ahead, ye. Well, I'm, I didn't do it, but just say hypothetically speaking, you did get this loan, you did invest it, flip it, and pay it back. Then what? You still go to jail? I'm just um, if they if they found out you lied to get the money in the first place, yes, if you yeah. lied to get the money. So, for instance, what people can do is, and you can talk to your accountant. But if you have a business account, which you have to have, you if you want to pay yourself a, a salary, you can pay yourself a, an amount. You can have to pay your employees. I didn't say it, but call your accountant. That's all I'm gonna say. Or call somebody that really knows. Or you will go to jail. No, you won't pass go. You won't collect $200. You go straight to jail. We're going to see. In the next couple of years, you're going to be seeing people getting locked up for PPP fraud, like child support payments. you about to see. <laughs> All right. And don't go buy cars like Ferraris, Lamborghinis, jewelry. What if they want to be in the car show? Automa- no. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. You can, you can put it in the car show <laughs> if you got one. But, you know, probably won't see you for the next six car shows. But anyway. We got rumors on the way. Yes, let's talk about Bobby Schmurder. He sat down with Mano on his podcast, and we'll tell you what happened. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Hey, 420. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the breakfast. What's club. happening? Where's Wax? Wax ain't got no packages for us from 420. Wax got plenty of weed. Wax keep who's waxed on him. I didn't want to say all that. Like Damn. I just said package. I didn't weed say is weed. legal in New York City and in New Jersey. So I'm only speaking for the jurisdiction that I'm in. Is it officially? I know we nationally legal? syndicated. Uh, yes. In New York, you sure? Is hey, weed officially? Far as I know. Legal legal? What do you mean legal legal? Like legal legal. I don't know. Is bro. it criminalized or is it legal? <laughs> yeah, there's a difference. There is a difference. You're not gonna go to jail. Google. That's all we need to know. Though. All right. And well, before we and before we get into rumors, I just want to congratulate the Breakfast Club. You guys were nominated for a MTV award for best talk topical show. So congratulations. For real? Yeah. Why are you gonna say y'all? Like you're not yeah. part of it. <laughs> I didn't know MTV even did did that category. So when MTV do that category? When did they announce? You want to know who else is nominated? No. Yes, who else? Uh, Red Table Talk. Okay. okay. Trevor Noah. Okay. Mm-hmm. A little late with Lily Singh. Never heard of it. And watch what happens live with Andy Cohen. Okay. It don't seem like we should be in that category, but we'll take it. Thank you, MTV. We should win this, by the way. We're topical. Table talk. Table talk. That's a tough one. Andy Cohen does his thing too. Trevor Noah does his thing. Nah, we better than all. Yeah, we might be that. MTV, she said. MTV. Yeah, but there's more than MTV Movie Awards, MTV VMAs, MTV. Hey, Vominos. Relax, okay? Okay. <laughs> well, you, you don't even know what Vomitos means. No, but it just felt appropriate right there. <laughs> Let's get to the room. It's still Bobby Schmurter. You, ju- you can't just say congratulations, but it's an MTV movie and TV awards unscripted. See, there you go. Okay. Ain't nobody Listen. even Latino in the category. All the guys. The Rumor Report. With Angela Yee. It's the Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. All right, well, let's talk about Bobby Schmurter's interview with Mano, my Brooklyn guys on the Kitchen Talk podcast. Now, there were so many things that they discussed in this interview, but one thing is Bobby Schmurter talks about how they tried to barter his time because of Rowdy Rebel. Listen to this. They wanted me to cop out, son. I couldn't, I didn't want to cop out, too. And what was that? You Rowdy against me as a leverage, like, all right, we're going to get Rowdy 12, but we want you so bad, Bobby. 
We, I mean, we, we said we're we gonna give Roddy this, but we're gonna give him 12. We're gonna give him the max on this, right? If you don't cop out with him, you heard. And I'm like, you gonna give that to my mm. son? I looked at the door, I'm like, what you want? I, I, you like, I ain't take no toilet. We already hit it, you know what I'm saying? And right. that was it. That's you right. know what I mean? We gonna write upstairs, we gonna come over, we gonna still get money. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Right. I ain't gonna stop nothing, you know what That's I mean? Dropping right. the clues bombs for Bobby Smurda. Salute to my man, Maino, the Kitchen Talk Podcast. Bobby Smurda. All right, and. You think he's tired of telling that story? Nah. Nah, it can't be, right? Nah, and that's dope, though. That's, most people wouldn't do that for you. Most friends wouldn't do that. Most family members wouldn't do that for you, so. And that's why Bobby's Shut that guy. Shredder. And that's why he's on his way to being bigger than Mark Anthony. Drop on the clues bombs for Bobby Smurda. You're such a damn hater. Why, why would you compare Bobby Smurda to Mark Anthony? You're right. Now, You're right. I should thing never that even to... disrespect Bobby like that. You're right. You're right. Mark Anthony went My diamond. bad. I don't want to disrespect Bobby now, like that. Now, another thing he talked about was the hot video and how he was bribed to actually do that. They bribed me to shoot the video. That's how yeah. it was. Hot was bribed. They got bri- I got bribed to shoot that video. But they, uh, they believed it they that much, with? though. Uh, they, what's, what's, come on, you know some weed. They're <laughs> 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 like, yo, we're going to buy you an ounce. We're going to get some bottles. we take you shopping. I said, you going to take me shopping. You're like, fine. <laughs> I mean, you going to take me shopping. <laughs> I'm confused. I guess his people's want bribed him to do the song. He didn't want to do the video. He did the song and didn't care. And I guess they bribed him to do it. Oh, gotcha, it. Gotcha. Yeah, he was he was still in the streets and his music career. He wasn't taking it that seriously at first. So he did the video. He didn't realize how much the song had blown up. He said that actually he realized how big the song was. A car pulled up to him and he was about to reach for a gun because he didn't know what was happening. But it turned out they were just fans who recognized him and they asked him to do the shmoney dance. Where did that? That's how much go? he didn't know. Do we all know? Do we know where that hat went when he threw that hat up? It never came down. Now, in addition to this, he talks about seeing kids who are going down the wrong path and wanting to talk to the youth. Yo, they gotta talk back to the youth because at the same time, you know, we don't care to. I start seeing, so we start seeing our kids and motherfuckers having kids and nephews and nieces and shit like that. We like, damn, they act just like us. So mm-hmm. how far they can go? You know what I'm saying? Like when I see some behavior, I see in my nephew that I had. Scare me sometimes. Mm. You see what I'm saying now, That's man? That's a fact. Well, I That's said a we fact. gotta get on their ass. That's like, a fact. That's a fact because you you understand what's what's ahead of that. But it gotta be explained. They had to. They had right. to. And that's real. And Bobby Smurda has you know bumped his head. He you know p- paid for the consequences of his actions. Mm-hmm. And now he's teaching the next generation the mistakes that he made so they don't make them. You gotta respect that. Drop on the clue right. for Bobby Smurda. But make sure y'all check out. That full interview, and he did also say near the end of the episode that he did record some records already with Mano Quavo, the baby, four two Doug, Lil Uzi, Rowdy Rebel, and Jay. Yeah, go check that conversation on Kitchen Talk, Kitchen Talk podcast with my man Mano. Mm-hmm. All right, that is your rumor report. All right, Revolt. We'll see you tomorrow, everybody else. Let's get the mix in. You know, tonight versus Red Man, Method Man. Let's start the mix off right. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Angela here, and the General Insurance has been helping people save money for nearly 60 years. They offer the quality coverage you deserve at prices you can afford. Make the right call and go with the General. Call 800-GENERAL or visit thegeneral.com. Some restrictions apply. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest on the line, Berna. What's up, brother? What up? Long time now seeing my brother. You know, Berna, I would have to say, when we talk marijuana and cannabis, you were the first person I know that had their own marijuana cannabis line. Now, I don't know if it was legal or illegal back then, but you've been selling cookies for a long damn time. How, how long have you had the, the, the cookies? Man, you know, cookies probably, probably been about like 
12, 15 years. I've been in the gray market. We call it the, the gray market, the traditional market for about 20 years. So how, how did you get into selling marijuana when it wasn't legal? I mean, it's legal everywhere now, especially, you know, medicinal. So how did you get into selling and how come you never got in trouble? Well, you know, I was blessed to be in, in the Bay Area, which is like one of the most liberal places in the world when it comes to bud. But in 1996, they passed a law called Proposition 215, where you were allowed to buy, sell, and grow medically. And so there was a lot of loopholes in that law. And so I just, growing up, just kind of came up around that. You know what I mean? So I wasn't dumb doing shit out of state or nothing like that. I just stayed in my lane and just learned the game. And once it became rec, I was, I was fully gamed up to go. Another thing that you're doing, because obviously 420, got to have Burner on the show, and you do have an event happening, a pay-per-view comedy show. So can you talk about that? Yeah, you know, during during uh, Corona, just everyone was doing these concerts, like rapping on screen and shit like that. I could never get myself to do it. I live, I I've, I feed off the energy in the crowd. So I was like, what could I do that we could bring into people's homes, but then stays true to, to what I like to do? I'm like, comedy would be perfect. Everyone's doing live stream rap shows. It's cool, don't get me wrong, but I, as an artist, cannot do it. I, I get the vibe from the crowd. So, you know, at the end of the day, I thought comedy would be great. No one's really done it. And we got a great lineup for y'all. And it's going to be perfect to compliment the high on 420. People are going to laugh their ass off. Yeah, my boy Cypher Sounds is on it. Who, by the way, doesn't smoke but always looks high. If you look mm. at Cypher Sounds. He always he's looks high. I've never I, really thought he, I thought he smoked for sure. Yeah. Cypher Sounds, Bob Saget. You got Michael Blackson, Paul Rodriguez, um, and Lil Duvall, uh, Jeff Ross. It's going to be dope. Break down the different strains of weed and what people would use weed for, whether it's sativa, indica, a hybrid. Uh, break that down, because you're smoking in the morning. So what you what do you smoke in the morning? You know, I smoke, so typically um, people say sativa is more for like the mind, like a head high, indica is more for like the body. But just like anything else, the human body is different. So Angela might smoke an indica that kind of makes her mind kind of race a little bit. You might smoke a sativa that 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 super puts you down. So it all depends on your body. This morning I'm smoking something super strong to kind of wake the game up because I was like, I gotta get on camera, I gotta get right. So, you know, I, I find what I like and, and burn it, but Bud does so much and it's so good for you, bro. Like I gotta send both of you guys a new product. It's a mushroom um CBD CBN blend. And you know, I like that. <laughs> it's incredible. Look, for the morning we got clarity. It opens up your mind. It's like Adderall without your heart beating or feeling many. And then we have the bedhead for night, which gives you the best rest. But the mushrooms is the next thing, too. You're going to see your boy ahead of the game with the mushroom. It's so good for your body, man. And so I got to send both of y'all some caps. They're legal. You won't get in trouble. Um, but they're, they're incredible for the morning and the night. Now, I wanted to also talk to you about, I saw you discussing, and I really loved your response, right? Your store, one of your stores, they actually um, broke in and stole like a million dollars worth. And obviously, people were protesting in the streets. And your response was, um, if you can just discuss that, because I know a lot of people who are store owners, when there were protests and their stores were getting damaged and, and looted, what did you have to say when that happened to you? Look, it sucks, obviously, but I understand why it happened. I respect why it happened. It's part of, it's part of the world, right? Like the world is in such an angry state and they've killed multiple people on camera and keep rubbing it in our face and act like it's not a big deal. And so as a as a minority owner in any business just being out here being racially profiled when i'm out and about i understand 100 percent what was going on so i told my guards to stand down no one needs to die over this shit. it's just money i could bounce back real quick but you cannot get that man's life back like that man's life was taken from him 
and it was televised and the whole world watched it. And so we are a part of what the world's reaction was. We were in the way of the storm. And so you can't get more, you can't get mad when it rains. Right. And so my whole thing was like, dude, I understand why it happened. And I wasn't mad at, uh, at all. A bunch of people online talking shit, getting super mad. I'm like that's how could you not understand where people's hearts were at when that happened? That shit was like, and it was, it keeps happening. It's still happening. Look what happened to the 13 year old boy in Chicago. So it's like, at the end of the day, like, you know, I just, I felt what the world was feeling and I understood it and, and I, and I just took it because it is what it is. You know what I mean? Like, how could you, how could you trip on some money when someone just lost their father? Mm-hmm. It's, it just doesn't work like that. And now we're waiting for the outcome of Derek Chauvin's trial. So that's going to, we'll see what happens after that. They're trying to prepare for that across the country too, but. That's going to be some if you kill somebody, your ass needs to go to jail. It's it's on camera. Like whether whether he had COVID or whether he was on drug, whatever it was, that mother, uh, his knee was on his neck for how long? It's on camera. You cannot say that that's justifiable. So I hope that they do the right thing in that. And one more thing I wanted to ask though: Have you always had this entrepreneurship mindset? Because I saw you posting about the hotel and how your goal is to own a hotel one day, and then you have this network. Obviously, you have cookies. So, can you tell us where that mindset came from for you? you no, know, my parents always told me, "Don't work for nobody else. Start your own business. Even if it doesn't work for you, just be your own boss." So that was installed in my head as a little kid. You know, my father had a Mexican restaurant. I seen what he did growing up, and it was never enough for us. Like it's. It's tough. You can only sell a burrito or a taco for so much. So I was like, what can I do? And I just kind of followed my gut. I don't know what it was, but I've been working since I've been 12. I lied about my age, got my job and started stacking my bread and flipping my bread. And, you know, that's that's just the way I am. Maybe it's the Barrio. Barrio is, you know, independent blueprint central. So. Myrna, we appreciate you for checking in. And- yes. I'm going to stop by Cookies because I'll be in Detroit next week. So I'm going to make oh, sure. Oh, man, come by 8 Mile. Detroit. We got you, sis. Hit me up. We got you. And obviously, hopefully, Cookies New York soon, too. Woo. There That's big. Thank you, Burner. We appreciate you for checking in. All right, y'all. Shout to Burner for joining us again tonight. Don't forget the verses, Method Man and Red Man. And I do want to shout out to everybody that's been watching my show on Facebook. The third episode came out yesterday, Mastery of Comedy. You get to see veteran comedians mentor up-and-coming comics. And you get to learn a lot about what you need to do on stage from the physicalities of moving the microphone out of the way, not playing with the core, just little things that you can do to uh, connect with the audience and then how to construct a joke. So anybody that's ever thought about comedy or wants to know what goes into becoming a successful comic and learning from some of the veterans, it's a great show to watch. And it's also just entertaining. All right. Well, Charlamagne, you got a positive note? Yes, I do. The positive note is simply this, man. Um, Love all, trust a few, do wrong to none. Breakfast club, bitches! We all finished or y'all done?